listening to the Employment Hour with Lior Samfuru and John Scholes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You sure are. It is Wednesday night. That means only uh, one thing. Time for the Employment Hour. The line's already open. It is a call-in show, as you know, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, and one 225 talk That is toll-free. Bring it on here till around 10 to 8 to uh, take your calls, answer your questions about your job, your employment, the world of. We're going to get a lot of stuff on the show tonight, so we'll get right into it. Uh, everything you need to know about overtime, that is coming up, and uh, severance pay calculator, some stories, and uh, lots of good stuff so stick around we always start though with the uh, the week that was pal how are you well, Johnny, it's good. It's been a very busy, busy uh, start to the year. It's uh, a great time to talk about workplace rights because this is the time, as I've said before last week, uh, when things happen, changes happen in the workplace. So it's, it's a good time to be aware of what could happen, what changes may occur, what you may face in your work when your boss calls you into a meeting and saying, we've decided to go a different way. There's a restructuring. You can't do this. You can do that. What does it all mean? Well, we're going to talk about that and many, much more on this show as we do on every show. And, of course, a reminder, this is a call-in show. If you want to call and ask questions about your employment rights, now's the time to do that. Take advantage. We're here for the next 40 minutes or so to do just that. And to get us warmed up and revved up about uh, employment law, let's, let me start with the week there was, a couple situations that came, uh, came across my desk just over the past couple of days. Uh, now, we've talked, John, before on the show many times about maternity leave, and uh, I think it was you that coined the phrase, don't mess with mama. That's uh, right. <laughs> very well said and well put. But let's not forget about the fathers. And I spoke uh, very recently with a gentleman uh, who uh, decided to take parental leave. Now, right from the get-go, uh, he was given a hard time by his by his employer. They, they made him feel bad. They suggested that he's... Uh, giving that company a hard time. It's going to be a big hardship for the company. By the way, a big no-no. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't try to make someone right. feel guilty for taking parental leave. That in itself is illegal. Well, he was scheduled to come back in a few months. Uh, he did, of course, go to spend time with his uh, newborn child and called into a meeting a couple months before his uh, return and said, well, you know what? We've decided to go a different way. Except, John, the company still had the position available. In fact, they were hiring more people. Uh, there was not even a question that this this company had the ability to take him back. They just decided they don't feel like it. Uh, I guess Ontario laws do not apply to them. Well, guess what? That doesn't work that way. He called me and I told him what, what hopefully our listeners should know by now, that that's illegal. They can't do that. Right. The company has a legal obligation to take him back. Unless something happened which makes it impossible, the department shut down, the company moved uh, out, of, uh, out of the country. Unless that happens, they have to take him back. It's in the Employment Standards Act. It's in the Human Rights Code. They cannot let him go because he took parental leave. They cannot refuse to bring him back. So what does this mean? Well, it means that this is a human rights violation. It's, it's illegal conduct. It's something that the law really doesn't allow and, and doesn't make any exceptions to. And beyond that, uh, to add insult to injury, his severance offer was pretty pretty bad too. It was probably 50 cents on the dollars or so. So this is a wrongful dismissal. And I wanted to remind everyone, especially employers out there, you can't do that, okay? Father, mother, if they take parental leave, maternity leave, you have to take them back. Same job, same position. You cannot decide you don't want to. You can't just all conveniently restructure. You can't keep their replacement. It doesn't right. work that way. And of course, I reminded everyone that even in the best of case scenarios, your severance offer is probably going to be quite inadequate. So yep. good time to go to severancepaycalculator.com to give me a call. Otherwise, you may be losing out on what you're owed. 
And reach out anytime, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmenthour.com. What else you got going on? I spoke with a, a lady who uh, found herself in a difficult situation. Her parents who li- live overseas, uh, one of them, her father, passed away, unfortunately, and her mother, who uh, is, uh, is disabled, uh, needed someone to care for her, so she decided she had to uh, to go overseas to uh, to number one to care for her mom for a while, but more importantly to find some permanent arrangement, some permanent care for her mom because she needed care around the clock. Uh, and she told her employer, you know, this is an you know it's essentially an emergency. My father died. I, there's no one to care for my mom. I have to to leave. Uh, the company said we're only going to allow you to be off for a couple of weeks. Uh, if you're if you're going to be gone for a couple more, or if you're going to be gone for longer than that, then we'll consider you to have resigned. She left and she came back uh, eight weeks later. Uh, and they, as they as promised, they said, no, no, you've resigned. We told you you're only allowed to leave for two weeks. That's when she called me, uh, very upset, very emotional, of course. And you know, I understand why she would be. What a difficult situation! But what the company did is illegal. You have a right under the Employment Standards Act to take uh, family care leave. Beyond that, the company also has a duty to accommodate based on family status. It's in the Human Rights Code. So you have the right to go take care of an ailing parent if that's needed. You have a right to take care of an ailing child, an ailing family member. The company can't impose a time limit if that's what's required. Uh, so this company also did something illegal. So not only do they owe this person severance, of course they owe her severance. She'd been there for six years. They probably owe her eight months pay just on the severance front, but also wow. a reminder there that they have to accommodate based on family status. So there's going to be additional damages. So we see that often in situations where with childcare, but it does apply to parent, parents as well. So remember that duty to accommodate based on family status. Again, it's uh, severancepaycalculator.com. If you haven't uh, got a beat on that yet, you want to check it out. It's absolutely no charge for that. You can't input a credit card if you want to. It's uh, absolutely free and anonymous if you so choose uh, there as well. I want to get into this as we wait uh, for your phone calls. Again, open lines 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. to call and show. This is the time to ask your questions. one 225 talk That is toll free. In that regard, everything you need to know about overtime. Why are we doing this topic today? Tonight. I know why. I'm just getting you to tell them why. <laughs> <laughs> well, Johnny, it's uh, overtime is always, always a, a big, important topic. Overtime is something that people get wrong. Uh, overtime yeah. is something that we get asked uh, about a lot. And, and, you know, even though it should be simple and, and actually is simple, so many mm-hmm. people are, are really confused by it. We hear stories about it all the time. So I think it's time to demystify, explain it, and make sure that people know exactly what their rights are when it comes to overtime and for employers to know what their obligations are when it comes to overtime. Well, the most obvious question people are going to be wondering off the uh, off the hop here is how how's overtime calculated? So uh, there's a lot of misconception. People, uh, some people believe, well, overtime is if I work more than eight, eight hours a day or if I work more than 40 hours a week. So no, let, right. let's make it very clear. In Ontario, because different provinces have different rules, but in Ontario, overtime is calculated based on hours worked more than 44 hours in a week. Again, 44 hours in a week. So you may have worked uh, 10 hours a day instead of 8 hours. That doesn't necessarily mean you get overtime. Uh, if you didn't work more than 44 hours a w- in a week, then uh, then overtime is not paid. So generally speaking, 44 hours or more, and it's calculated based on time and a half for any hour over 44 hours a week. So whether or not you uh, uh, you understand that, now, now you know. If you work 50 hours, for example, you get 6 hours at time and a half. If you work 45 hours, you get 1 hour time and a half. So time and a half for 44 hours a week, and it's calculated weekly, not daily. 
Going to bounce over the phones and already started coming in. Good on you. Love to hear from you. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Got uh, Steve on the line. Steven, thank you for calling in. How are you tonight? I'm fine, thank you. How are you doing? Good, pal. What's uh, what's on your mind? Um, I got laid off after six and a half months. Um, I was um, I was told that because I didn't stay up to five years and... According to the Ontario Standard Act, the employer doesn't have 2.5 million in payroll in Ontario. I am not mm-hmm. with the severance. Is that true? Well, that's a great question. I love getting this question because it's not true. Now, let me explain. Your minimum entitlements may have something to do with the size of the company's payroll. Your full entitlements are irrelevant to that. Your full entitlements are based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. So let me tell you how much severance you're actually owed, Stephen. So you've been there for six and a half months? Yes. And what kind of a job, Stephen? How, how old are you? I'm 34. It's um, of IT consulting. So someone in your situation would be owed right around three months pay, okay? Three months. So, and you heard me right. I know you only worked there for six and a half months, uh, but you, you get three, three months pay. Now, they paid you one week, am I right? They didn't pay me anything. They said anything. They just ah, give, well, give me one week of notice, and that's it. Right, one week of notice. So that that, that one week is, is what I was referring to. So you're you're owed more, my friend, and and this is a very important uh, call and a very important question because they're th- probably one of the biggest misconceptions when it comes to severance is that wait, no, no. In order to get severance, I have to work at least five years, or I have to work for a company with a large payroll. No, 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 not not true. So, Stephen, what I want you to do is I want you to give me a call at the office. Uh, John here is going to give you my number. Uh, let's you and I connect because you're owed potentially three months' pay. Uh, and if I were you, I would not walk away from that. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, Stephen. Appreciate your call. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is that number. Help at employmenthour.com is the email. Moving over to uh, to Tony now. Tony, thank you for uh, for calling in. How are you tonight? Hey, not too bad, guys. How you guys doing? Good, sir. What's uh, what's on your mind? Uh, I got a question about my uh, my sister-in-law. She actually took a package from an employer that uh, she was employed with for 16 years, and uh, they offered her six months, and much to the chagrin of my brother, she accepted it. Now, her reason for accepting it was that uh, she said, look, these guys are not going to deal with lawyers. They're not going to negotiate. They're not going to do anything. They're going to pull the offer off the table. They're going to say, fine, you can stay at work and create uh, a very uh, unhappy workplace for her so that eventually uh, she would just walk out the door of her own accord with no severance. So what, what kind of advice would you have given her in that situation? You know, and, and this is something I hear all the time, Tony. So let, let's start with the fact that she probably would have been owed at, at least double what, what she accepted, huh. at least double. Uh, so 12, 13, 15 months, somewhere in that range. So, so that, that's bad news that she accepted. But what I would have said to her is that it's not up to them to decide whether they want to pay or they want to deal with the lawyer or negotiate. The nice thing is the law decides what they have to pay. And these things are not complicated and they're not difficult to resolve. And if if a company really is being completely unreasonable and they say, I don't care about the law, I'll make up my own law. Honestly, I can get this in front of a judge so quickly their head will spin. So it, it, it's not something to worry about. It's like me saying, well, I owe you $100, but I'm going to pay you 50 and too bad for you. I'm not going to negotiate. Well, if I did that to you, you'd say, you're crazy. No, you're going to pay me $100. Uh, 
uh, it's the same thing. If they owe that severance, they have to pay that severance. Unfortunately, if she accepted, she signed off. It's it's bad news, Tony. We can't do much about it. Uh, I wish you would have called me. And and but there's an important lesson there for all our listeners. Uh, you shouldn't let that happen to you. Yeah, I definitely advised her to call. She was very reluctant, and you know, I I was just curious if maybe her case held any water. But uh, you know, it's unfortunate. You're right. Yeah. It is unfortunate, but. Uh, you know, uh, as you say, hopefully other people can learn from it. And, Absolutely. Uh, and, John, and, and John, I just want to say hi to you. This is Dr. Lou's brother. Oh, hey, buddy. <laughs> Where, are you? Where is that slacker? Got to get him back on the air on, uh, on Saturday for sure. Well, That's I'll, awesome. I'll get, him, I'll get him over there or else someone will have to pay him severance. That's it, totally. Tony, I uh, appreciate the call. We're going to take a short break. John, I see you. And... Uh, all the rest of you, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell and one 225 talk That's toll-free. Lots more Employment Hour is on the way. This is Global News Radio. We are back at it, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell one 225 talk That is toll-free. Uh, we're going to make haste on these calls, get right back to it. John, you are, uh, you're up next. Thanks for hanging on. How are you? Hey, John. Oh, was it Jason? Jason or John? Who do we got here? We got Jason, I think. Jason. All right, Jason, what's up, pal? Hi. Um, I just got a question. I work for a trucking company, and uh, we were federally, federally regulated until, I guess, January 1st, but now we're provincial. So how would overtime work uh. Yeah, so uh, so first of all, there's uh, exceptions for, for uh, trucking, apart from whether it's federal or provincial. So uh, for trucking, you, you have different hours. Uh, it's it's much much higher threshold, and it does depend on whether or not you you drive uh, across lines uh, or not. So uh, the best advice is because because of the the different types of uh, trucking companies that uh, that operate, is you, you make a call to the uh, to the uh, Canada uh, Labor Code office mm-hmm. and ask them uh, there. Generally speaking, for truckers. The, the threshold starts at 50 hours, okay? So, and, and, and it could vary. So it's much higher threshold for truckers. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, Jay. Uh, moving forward, you need to get a hold of the or no problem, one 821 5900 Help at employmenthour.com. Now we're moving on to, uh, to John. Hey, John, how are you? Hi, guys. Listen to you all the time. Beauty. Uh, I've got a friend of mine who's afraid to call you, so I'm calling <laughs> on her behalf. Sure. No problem. She's uh, she's retiring. She's retiring partially from her business, and one of her employees that she's no longer going to need uh, is a 12-year employee, 34 years old, making mm-hmm. about fifty thousand dollars a year. But she's on maternity leave until the end of March. Can she give her notice now? And, and I take it that when she comes back in March, the business is going to be closed. Is that what you're saying? That portion of her business will be closed. My okay. client's older, and she's. Uh, kind of she's shutting down that part of her business okay so so give it to my give it to her employee so the fact that uh, because she's shutting down because it's legitimate then the fact that she that that this employee is on maternity leave is okay it doesn't change the fact it doesn't make it illegal if she simply didn't want to bring her back that would be a problem so the fact that's a legitimate shutdown is the exception to the rule that you can't let someone go she can let them go she can let her go and she can certainly tell her now, but in terms of the notice being effective now, it's not. You can't actually uh, have notice that counts when someone is off work. 
So uh, she can tell her in terms of just give you a heads up, but she'll have to deal with her from a financial standpoint when she comes back or when, when her maternity leave is up in March. At that point, she would have to pay her whatever severance she, she owes her. Uh, she can't say, well, I gave you eight, w- eight weeks notice. That counts towards your severance. Uh, you cannot give notice, what we call working notice, to an employee that's off on a disability. Or it's not a disability. Sorry, off work for whatever reason, whether it's a disability or maternity leave. So I think the best I can tell you is she should reach out to me so that we can talk how much this person would be owed and how to structure this in a way because she could potentially owe this person you know, a year's pay. So uh, we need to talk about how to do that and, and, and do that legally. Uh, so, yeah, I would give this person the heads up, but understand that the notice doesn't count towards this person's termination entitlements. Wonderful. You guys got a great show. I just love this show. Thank you. Uh, John, really appreciate that, and thank you for uh, for tuning in uh, each week. That number, by the way, uh, you probably know it, one 821 5900 Again, one 821 5900 and help at employmenthour.com. Rolling on to uh, to Wendy. Hi, Wendy. Good evening. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Excellent. What's, uh, what's your concern? So I am um, self-employed and have been with this particular client for a couple of years now. At Christmas time, they went away on vacation, the family did, and a week before Christmas said, we will not be paying you until the next pay date, which was a month later. So we went through Christmas with no pay. Wow. Um, however, when I gave him my my pay sheet for for the vacation time um, for the stat holidays, um, I put in for double time. I'm that's what I get paid as as working. I'm a nurse, <clears throat> and she said I refuse to pay you that. I will give you time and a half. She wrote the check, signed on the paper that she doesn't owe me any more than that. And I have no idea what to do. Now, I, I think you started off one day by saying that you're an independent contractor. Yes. So, so you understand kind of, in a way, the absurdity here, because on the one hand, we're saying you're an independent contractor. On the other hand, we're talking about statutory holiday pay. Yes. Uh, and and those, are, those are mutually exclusive in the sense that a, a, a true independent contractor doesn't get statutory holiday pay. So here's what the reality is. The reality is you're, you're an employee in the eyes of the law. I know right. that you, you, you've been treating it as if you're an independent, independent contractor, probably the way you file your taxes, etc. Yeah. Uh, but the law, and, and if you heard my show, you, you, you know that I've said this before many times, this is probably a situation where you've been misclassified and you're an employee. And because of that, you're right. You are owed statutory holiday pay, you're going to be owed other things too, potentially overtime, vacation pay. Uh, there may be situations where you could be owed money if you didn't get the equivalent of minimum wage. So it's absolutely true. The question okay. is, do you want to deal with it? The, the only way to, the only <laughs> practical way to deal with it is to file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor and to okay. say, well, I'm an employee and because of that, they owe me X, Y, and Z. The Ministry yeah. of Labor is going to come in, make a determination, and if they determine, as I've just said, that you are an employee, they're going to order this company or this family, I should say, to pay. Yeah. So, uh, and, and that's your option. Now, okay. uh, if you want to do that and how that's going to affect the relationship with them, I'll leave it to you. Exactly. Uh, but but that's absolutely something that you can do. The other option is I can send a letter on your behalf either way. But I, I would probably, in this type of situation, 
especially when you're still working there, I would probably go through the Ministry of Labor. But you have to be prepared to deal with a new reality that you're going to be an employee. It's going to have to change how you do your taxes. Uh, yep. But this is probably a classic situation where you've, you've been uh, misclassified. Okay. And so uh, just quickly off topic, but what, I have not actually approached them face-to-face on this. Is that a wise thing to do or not? I, I don't see a downside to this. I mean, okay. listen, can they get upset and say you're out of here? I guess that's possible. Again, I don't know them, right? So I don't know how they're going to react. But I, I always think that when something like this happens, my, my the first approach would be let's try to discuss it let's see if we can resolve it and come up with something that everyone can live with so i i do think generally that is a good idea to do sounds great thank you so much thank appreciate, you appreciate uh, appreciate that wendy thank you one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred to get a hold of Lior and the rest of his team help at employmenthour.com as well moving on down the line to uh to rob hey rob thanks for hanging on how are you not bad yourself good what's uh what's on your mind um i have a I'm a truck driver, and I just uh, have a question that when when we get paid, um, when we well, obviously we work long hours, right? Um, so and this is in regards to overtime. Yep. So if we work over, uh, I think I heard you say that if we work over 50 hours, we get time and a half. Well, again, it depends if you're provincial or federal, if you cross uh, border lines. Uh, so there's a number of factors that go into that. Federal. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Right. And, um, like, or or is, the, is it legal for the company to pay us the straight hourly thereafter? Like, instead of paying us over time, uh, time and a half, uh, pretty much say, uh, okay, well, if you want to work, you work and you get regular time. No, so so if they owe you overtime, they have to pay it as time and a half. And if if they won't do it, I mean, again, as I said to the previous call, see if you can resolve it. But if not, then you can you can file a complaint a complaint with the the federal labor board uh, because no, the overtime is has to be paid in time and a half, and they don't have the right to to change that. It's not up to them. So I would uh, definitely definitely uh, tell you that that's not right. All right. So so legally, they have to pay after 50 hours. Is that the hour uh, cut off there for uh, like? Anything over uh, 50 hours is time and a half. That's right. Okay. Yeah, well, I All right. That's good to know. All right. Thanks. All right, thank you very much. Appreciate it, Rob. Uh, 416-870-6400, star 640. On still, still plenty uh, plenty of time for you to call in, ask your questions, just like we've been doing so far. one 225 talk That is toll-free. Moving on to, uh, to Alex. Hi, Alex. How are you? Good evening. Hi. Uh, am I on? Yes, you are. Awesome, perfect. Thank you very much for taking my call, guys. Sure, no um, I am. Um, we are a small company up here in the northern part of Ontario, and uh, I'm actually an employer, so I have a, I guess, a reverse question to ask. We have an employee that has been with us uh, just a little under a year now, and uh, a small company. We are probably about five, six uh, employees, and uh, as a group, we have pretty much come to the conclusion that this one employee is is not good for the morale of everybody else and for that alone reason now we do have an uh, an employee contract that states uh two weeks uh, notice or uh, on either part the employee or the employer's part so my question here is that a uh to let this person go 
without cause, uh, does that contract come into play with two weeks of severance? So it's actually a bit more of a complex question. Let me explain. If the contract says uh, we can let you go with two weeks' notice, that that provision actually would not be enforceable because it would be in breach of the Employment Standards Act. So you did the right thing in the sense that you've put language in your employment agreement to address the issue of a termination, but unfortunately the, the language itself, it wasn't done properly to draft it so to actually make it legal. You can let him go for any reason. You don't even need a reason. And whether or not he's a good guy or a bad guy, you can decide, you know what, I just want to hire someone else. That's fine. It's a question of how much you owe him. And because it's it's likely that the, that employment agreement, that, that language is not going to be enforceable, you may owe him more than two weeks. Uh, depending on the, the job that he's doing, his age, it could be two months, three months, four months even, uh, depending on, on, on those factors. So uh, uh, how old is this gentleman? So this gentleman would be 52. Okay. And what, kind of, what does he do? What kind of job? It's, um, it's a, a design-related. So I, w- I, would, I would not quite classify it as a graphic designer, but it, it's design-related work. So, so potentially you would owe him as much as three months' pay. All right. So if you could have actually, if this employment agreement was drafted properly, you could have potentially owed him as much as one week's pay, uh, but or as little, I should say, as one week's pay. So I, I would connect, I'd like to connect with you off here so we can talk specifically about this person. I actually want to see the agreement. We can talk about how to deal with this person and, and more importantly, make sure that you have a proper employment agreement mm-hmm. for any future employee that you hire uh, so that uh, you can to the extent that you want to limit your future exposure, you can do that. It's very simple to do, but it needs to be done properly. Yeah, we, we, we just want to make sure that we are fair. I mean, it, it, uh, we know that this person, uh, we don't want to take any money away from them. If they are owed, we want to make sure that they are paid the right amount uh, so that we, we can part ways in, in, in good terms and th- sure. they have enough of a buffer for them to be able to go out and look for something else uh, out there. So so, so um, why don't you and I connect and we can talk about how to structure a fair offer to this person. And again, also, I'd like to help you have just for the future, for any future employee you hire, uh, a proper employment agreement with proper termination language that, that will help you in the future. Awesome. Thank you very much for, your call, for taking my call. Man. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. The number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmenthour.com. And to call through here on the air and ask your questions immediately, it's a four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell. And of course, one triple eight two two five. Talk. That number is toll free. Moving on to uh, to Rich. Hi, Rich. How are you? Thanks for calling in. How you doing today? Good, pal. What's uh, what's going on in your world? Um, not too much. Um, okay. I, I was employed with a company since 81. Wow. Um, 2012, I ended up in the hospital. Uh, a bunch of stuff happened to me. I had a heart attack, and basically they forced me to go on disability. Yep. Okay, back in uh, 2013, I tried to go back. Uh, basically, they told me that uh, they didn't feel comfortable with me having me come back in case something happened. So they wanted me to stay on disability. Um, now it's you know years have gone by and they still won't take me back, but they're paying my benefits. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Now the company used to be owned by two people, and one person bought the other person out, and basically they paid everybody like everybody that's been there for years. They gave them a package, but they didn't offer me no package. 
Now, hypothetically speaking, uh, could you go back to work physically? Um, well, I could have like years ago, but now, you know, I'm, I'm getting older now. I'm 58, and I got a problem with my legs and a problem with my feet. I'm diabetic, too. So this is very interesting. Uh, and is it a big company or a small company? It's, uh, it used to be a small company, but it's a big company now because they've uh, went and bought like half of Toronto. <laughs> okay, got it. So the, the interesting thing is this. Uh, if they simply had told you back, I don't know, five years ago, whenever, 2013, uh, so long for a while we don't want to talk to you ever again, well, you'd be unfortunately out of time to do anything, right? Because uh, there's a two-year limitation period, and that would have been five years ago. But right. if you're still being uh, on their benefits, you are still an employee. Right. So, uh, and and that that deadline doesn't matter. So if you were, for example, to say to them, hey, I want to come back to work now, and they say, you can't, then guess what? Uh, that's now a termination, and now you can get severance. And my friend, if you've been there since 1981, you're going to be easily, easily looking at two years' pay, not even debatable. Right. So, well, I, I mean, tried, I, I tried, I communicated with them in uh, 2016. I got a bunch of letters and everything from them, right? Um, basically, the doctor saying that I could go back to work and they wanted more reports. Um, mm. Well, I think what we want to do is we want to engage them now because like, even 2016 is beyond the two-year limitation period. We're right. We're in 2019 now. So right. we want to engage them now. And if now they, they give you the runaround, they say no, they say whatever, and other than taking you back, then that becomes a termination. And right. now, you're getting, now you can get severed. So we can force the issue now. So okay. we need to do this right. I don't want you to communicate with them again until you and I have spoken. Okay? Let's, okay. let's do this right. Give me a call tomorrow in the office, anytime during business hours. Let's you and I connect and, and, and have a chat about how to do this properly because they could owe you significant amounts if they refuse to take you back to work. But we need that refusal to happen now, otherwise, you're out of time. Right. They did, they did offer me in uh, 2013, they offered me a job, not my job, but they offered me another job, right. making, less, making less money, and I refused it. Well, then let's, let's connect with them. Let, let's connect with them. But again, I don't want you to connect with them until you and I have spoken. So okay. call me tomorrow at the office. Uh, uh, John here is going to give you the number right now. And once we've done that, we'll have a plan of action. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. That number, uh, 1-855-821-5900. Again, for you as well, 1-855-821-5900. Moving on to, uh, to Kevin. Hey, Kevin, good evening. Thanks for, for hanging on. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Great. What's uh, what's your concern? Uh, so I was just uh, just handed a temporary layoff uh, today. Ah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was it was uh, a, a bit of a shock. Anyways, uh, long story short, I uh, I signed a one year contract with this organization last July, and uh, uh, all of a sudden I've got this uh, uh, temporary layoff in my hands, and uh, I've never been in this situation before. I, I don't have anything in my contract that relates to layoffs or anything, but Good. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering what can be done, or if anything. Okay, excellent call, excellent question. So th yep. there's a couple things here we need to, to discuss. So first of all, temporary layoff. Uh, a company does not have a right to lay you off temporarily, but what that means is when they do that, you, you can treat that as a termination. So you can accept it and wait at home and hope and hope that they'll call you back, or you can treat that as a termination. Now, 
Uh, the reason why you want to do that in your case is because you've signed a, a fixed-term contract till July, presumably July of 2019, yes. because they've terminated your employment with that temporary layoff, they have to still pay you until July. Okay, and then uh, that's, I don't know, six months pay or whatever that, that comes to. Yeah. That, that's a significant amount of, of money. So you can treat that as a termination and require them to pay you till July. What I want to do is I want to see the actual contract you signed, that one-year contract, to see if there's anything in that document that changes what I've just told you. But the general basic rule with a fixed-term contract is that if the company terminates the relationship before the end of the contract, they have to pay till the end of the contract. And as I said, the temporary layoff in itself is a termination. So you can treat that as a termination and get paid. Okay. Good to know. Good so to let's know. connect. Makes sense. Uh, that makes perfect sense. And uh, yeah, I would definitely uh, like to chat with you. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, here's the number, Kev. No problem. It's one 821 5900 Again, one 821 5900 and help at employmenthour.com. I, you know, maybe this is a common thing, but I find it a little bit skeptical that the, the, the company would be, dare I say, ignorant enough to put him on temporary layoff when he's got a fixed term contract. You so, so here's got, there's how... got to be some language in there. <laughs> well, right? you know what? I, I think this is a company that's trying to be clever. Here's what I think they're thinking, which is, of course, nonsense is, well, wait a, wait a second. We have to. We know that if we flat out let him go, we have to pay him till till the end of of the contract, till July. Right. So let's lay him off temporarily until July. Yeah, put him and on ice. We don't have to pay him anything. We're so smart. No, it doesn't work that way. It, it doesn't work that way. Now, if there's if there's other termination language in this contract, then we can look at that. But the basic rule is one: temporarily off as a termination. Two, with the fixed-term contract, you have to pay till the end of the contract, and trying to be creative and calling it a temporary layoff doesn't change that. So uh, I'd be very surprised if this is anything other than a termination, and they owe them till the end of the contract. I want to get to a, an email here for you. We move on again. Help at employmenthour.com. Natalie says, I've been on a disability leave for six months. My employer is putting pressure on me to return to work and that they can't keep my job any longer. I'm afraid that if I don't return, I won't have a job there. Do you have any advice for me? Well, it's it's very simple. When you're off on a medical leave, you, you have one task, one job, and that is to get better, to, to do what you need to do to get healthy, to get better, to, to get uh, ready to return to work. Don't worry about the company. Honestly, do not worry about the company. Give them a doctor's note telling them uh, when you when you can come back to work or when you're going to get reevaluated again, and don't worry about what they're going to do. Okay, don't worry about it because if you start worrying about that, it's going to uh, impede your getting better. It's going to stress you out. You don't need that when you're already on a disability leave. When you're com- ready to come back to work, don't worry about six months. You can be off longer if that's what your doctor says you need. Uh, when you're ready to come back to work, even if it's a year later, you're going to contact them. And you say, hey, I'm ready to come back to work. Here's my doctor's note clearing me to come back to work. At that point, their legal obligation is to make all reasonable efforts to take you back. Mm-hmm. Even if it's, it's, whether it's the same job or similar job, they need to look high and low to find a position for you. Uh, if they cannot, they'll have to pay you compensation, and it could be substantial. And if they don't try to come back to, to, to take you back, they don't even try to look, that's a human rights violation. That's illegal. So remember that the company can't impose a deadline. Or you can only be sick for six months, or you can only be off on the disability for this long. No. You can be off on a disability as long as you need to, as long as a doctor supports you and the doctor is telling you this is how long you need to be off work, 
you're off work, you're not losing your job, the company can impose a deadline, and if they try to do that, the law is going to come down pretty hard on that employer. So I would tell her, don't freak out, get better. When you're ready to come back to work, if they give you a hard time, call me. Get to another email here. This is the uh, the, obliga- uh, the obligatory doctor email. Here we go. Melissa says, I just found out that the chiropractor I work for is about to retire and close his practice in six months, half a year. I asked about severance, and he, of course, had no idea what I was talking about. I've worked for him as a receptionist for 16 years. Am I owed anything? I can almost see the look in the doctor's face, like, severance, what are you talking about? You must be crazy. No. (laughs) Well, and this happens often in doctor's offices. Again, I I love doctors. You know, I have doctor friends, and, uh, you know, I know you as well. Have have them, and that's not against doctors. They're great people. But when it comes to understanding rights to employees, they they may sometimes be lacking. So let's be very clear. If she got six months notice of the termination of her employment, uh, because, you know, he's closing down, so she knows in six months she's out of a job, those six months do count towards her severance. But after 16 years, she's owed much more than, 16, than six months. She could be owed, let's say, 14 months. So she got six months as notice. So based on that calculation, she's owed another eight months pay. Yes, the, his, uh, her employer, the chiropractor, is going to have to pay severance. It's not complicated. Whether the company or the employer realizes or not, he's going to have to pay it. So give me a call. Let's talk about that. One letter from me is should be everything that's needed here. It's not complicated. It's not rocket science. And, and very often with doctors, whether it's dentists, chiropractors, uh, uh, actual uh, other family doctors, what have you, uh, remember, you lose your job. Sometimes practices get sold. Sometimes doctors retire. If you lose your job, you're going to get severance. And we are done for another evening. If you did get a chance to call through, uh, call after the show, which is now one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmenthour.com. Of course, severancepaycalculator.com anytime. And we'll be back on the weekend shows. And of course, Employment Hour at 30 on Global TV and CTV on your weekend mornings as well. Stick around on point continues. Uh, Peter Sherman in for Alex Pearson. He's on the way next, so don't go anywhere. This has been the Employment Hour once again right here on Global News Radio.